restaurants you love, the food you crave, and the people that make it all happen. We tell their stories on the Paper Trails Podcast with Albemarle Paper Supply. What's going on, guys? How are you? This is Nick Caligari-Mitros, and we are back. Season 2. This is Episode 1, Season 2 with the Paper Trails Podcast. We had a little bit of a break, and so gave Austin a little bit of a break. He is our videographer, editor, all of the above. Uh, he is my uh, Jamie, just like, uh, you know, Joe Rogan has his, uh, his, his guy, <laughs> so Austin's my guy. But uh, I'm super pumped to have... Um, Actually, Casey Oswinch with Honey Tree Farm. And so, as you guys can see, we're actually at Casey's Farm um, right outside of Hickory, North Carolina. And this is such such a cool episode. This is uh, very different than our normal restaurateur, entrepreneur. Uh, but you know what? It is, I, I am thrilled. I am super pumped to have Casey and Addie. Yep. On the show, and so she is. Uh, she's gonna hang with us. You know, I may ask her a couple questions towards the end. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, I'm excited to have Casey on. We met through some mutual friends, actually. You know, uh, Chef Daniel Wheeler from Fine and Fettle, and so we have a previous episode. Link that up, Boston. Previous episode, but uh, but yeah, Casey, man, thanks for for coming on and hanging with us. Yeah, thanks for coming out, man. And so, uh, man, tell us how. How did you end up here? How did you know? Give us give us some backstory. Where are uh, you from? Yeah. You know how did how did this whole farming life even happen? I started working outside when I was sixteen, okay. like mowing and doing landscaping. And I worked at a meat market. And uh, my dad taught me was teaching me woodworking when I was like 13, 14. Okay. And like measuring things okay. and trying to make corners perfect and stuff i was like ah, yeah yeah so he was teaching me woodworking and uh measurements and all that stuff okay. and it was like really exact and i was like man i don't want to measure stuff <laughs> okay so he was like well you just need to work outside okay <laughs> and then um when i started working i worked at a meat market in high school okay and the the owner of the meat market had a friend who uh, had a landscape business okay and so i just started working with him and really enjoyed it. So like while in high school? Yeah. Okay. So I would leave school and work at the meat market like four days and then the other like three days to do landscape. Did so you did mowing. you like the meat market? It was fun, but I hated being inside. Didn't like being cold. And um, you know, when we're making ground beef and stuff. It's like it just wasn't <laughs> it, it just wasn't me. Yeah. Yeah. And uh But the landscape yeah. you you gravitated towards? Yeah. And then um I really liked it, so I went to college for horticulture and landscape design at a small college in Toledo, Ohio. Okay. And then, um, now did you did you always want to study? Like, how did that? Did you um, going into high college? Did you know, like, you know what? This is what I want to study. Yeah. Well, I, once I realized I liked it, and then I I had a plant science class, and uh, everything really clicked, and I was like, oh, I like understand this stuff, and it was easy. And then we had a tree ID and a herbaceous plant ID so we learned like four and some plants and like I didn't have to study I just like remembered them and I was like oh this is cool and then I got a internship which became a job with this guy that did like uh, unique design installs okay and he had a nursery so you know maintaining the trees taking them to the site tearing everything out having a design putting new stuff in so water features hardscapes softscapes which is just plants and stuff okay and uh 
really no maintenance. So it was cool and I, I really enjoyed it. And then went to a different company because up north you don't work outside in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> so blessing uh, of being in North Carolina. <laughs> I know, yeah. So I went to a different company that had um, snow plowing. Okay. Big, big contracts. Okay. So yeah, and then I um, started on my own and was in the Air National Guard for six years. Okay. And then in between the Air National Guard thing, Tori and I had the chance to move down here. Um, so we came down to visit and looked at, like, visited Charlotte, went around, and I was like, yo, this is cool. This this city's awesome. Okay. We went hiking in the mountains, and then we were like, okay. we gotta This move is here. it? Yeah, we got to move here. So, like, from the trip, first trip, yeah. you knew you were moving here? Yeah, oh, yeah. It didn't take long. We came, once we, like, once we got to the hotel we were staying, I started walking around, looking at the landscape, like, dude, people actually care about that stuff down here. So, yeah, then I worked for Bartlett Tree Experts and became an arborist and loved was climbing trees, taking care of trees, and um, we started homesteading and growing our own food. Okay. Do uh, some like family health issues. Okay. So we got into that. We raised meat chickens, layers. We had bees, um, tons of vegetables. So we grew a lot of our own food, and then and like it that, just turned. That's been how long now? Like how how long have you um, actually like? That was like done... 2016, 2017. So four or five yeah. years. Yeah, and then in 2018, um, I was felling trees for this farm in Lancaster, and they like saw our Instagram, and yeah, they offered us a job to come down there and help set this farm up. And it was a it was like a event venue, but there was a farm aspect to it. And so we sold like everything, went lived in the camper down there, okay. set it up, and then um, we just decided we want to do our own thing. So. That's when we moved up here in like um, fall 2018. Up here, and up here to this area. Yeah, this is Conover. Okay. So yeah, and um, yeah, then uh, Tori uh, went back to corporate while I started, so we could cash flow everything and okay. not have debt. Um, Which is smart. Yeah, I know you said you graduated in 2008, and we graduated high school in 2008. Okay. So uh, going into the workforce and stuff, we, Dave Ramsey, Jeffrey, don't, you know. Out of debt, the cash Gary, flow, yeah. the whole thing, yep. The Gary Vee thing, don't buy things you don't need with money you don't have to press people you don't like, yeah. you know, all that stuff. Um, we've been living that for 2008 till now, so, yeah. But yeah, so that uh, got us here, and then Tori worked for a year and a half at Lowe's. She did um, uh, analytics and, like, big data algorithm okay. stuff. Yep. And once I got it to a point where I'm like, okay, if we do this together, we can pay our bills, we can reinvest money, we can build it out to something bigger and that's what we've been doing and so and, i mean and just so you guys know we will we will throw up some pictures and some videos right now of like the farm man it is amazing out here i am like blow i mean we are actually what do you call these tunnels yeah so we're actually in one of the tunnels what do we have right here what do you know what are well, we looking at this was kale um, this over here is salad mix. It's about to be on its last cut, so you can get, and this time you can get multiple harvests from it. Okay. And then over there, celery and bunching onions. Dude, I gotta let you try the celery, man. Right Dude. now? Actually, yeah. Uh, you won't, All right, right you now. won't believe the flavor. Alright. It's clean. <laughs> Just eat it like this? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't, we don't spray, so we're certified naturally grown, so it's good to eat. And that is good. There's a lot of flavor in it. 
So the leaves and stuff, if you mix it in salads or put it in soups, it's like extra good. But Dude, if, I, if I had some blue cheese with this, <laughs> I'll be out here eating everything. Yeah. So, but yeah, the or is, best, that, is that is that not good blue cheese? I don't know. Is it is it better just, just straight up like this? What are your thoughts? I'm not a chef, man. I, I'm really not picky at all. Like, we make soups all winter, and that's pretty much all we do is bone broth and chicken soups. Nice. And tons of vegetables. Nice. But yeah, that's kohlrabi, so that's a really unique vegetable. It's purple. And then uh, behind us is Swiss chard. I love this. I love this. Okay, so let's talk about, like, um, a little bit about the farm. Like, what is it... What does it take to do this? I mean, I um, you know, I know we were talking off camera a little bit that, you know, however you call it, homesteading, small farming, gardening, mm -hmm. like it's become a little more popular. Like yeah. the last 12 to 18 months, people are at the house, you know, um, and I mean, I think even the, the buy local organic, I mean, this, this has kind of been a thing for the last number of years. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I would have to say the last maybe half decade or so. I mean, it's been a little bit more. Um, I mean, what, what have you seen from your experience actually um, farming, selling to, because you guys wholesale, you sell to restaurants, you yeah. know, you go to farmer's uh, markets. What, what, what have you seen? We got into it from the health perspective Okay. and you can throw that on the ground if you want. Okay. Yeah. And, um, initially, so we got into, we got into it for the health perspective initially for us to grow okay. our own food. Yep. And so no, um, no we, thought of actually like. A business it was just like you know hey let's do yeah. some stuff just to eat healthier mm -hmm. because some you know a, a lot of cases it's not healthy yeah um, and organic food can be expensive um, depending on it really depends on how well you plan with it and so I was like man I know how to grow stuff like we'll just grow our own whatever like we don't have to buy it okay we can grow it so that's what got us into it but what I've noticed is that um, as there's more information available and as we kind of see the more effects of um, the food that we have readily available, it becomes kind of clear to people that nutrients matters, freshness matters, yep. how the animals raised matters. And yeah, once a lot of people see documentaries, I know some can be propaganda-ish, but a lot, there's still a lot of good information in there. and. Um, I prefer books to learn things more than videos. So Good for you. To get, to really see like how somebody thinks about it more or less than like just a viral video sure. that's supposed to make you think a certain way. Yeah. Um, Someone's spin or take or, yeah. You know. So then you get to go back behind all that and see, then you, when you get to understand it and then it, you do those things in your life and it makes sense to you more, it just sticks with people. And so that's another reason why I do the YouTube too. So you also have a YouTube. Yeah, so yeah, I record everything every week. It's not fancy. It's um, just documenting what we're doing. And then people can see, like, this is how it's grown. This is, these are the people that are growing it. And then, so it's every week. So the things that you would buy, you'd be able to see what happened that week, harvested, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it's just the connection that matters. And um, there's, like, the resiliency factor into it as well. For like your community and all that stuff yeah and a lot of good things come out of it so that's awesome yeah. that's awesome i mean you know and just i mean reflecting back on the celery that i just ate you know chef daniel told me when he first came out here um and a lot of the restaurants buy from you from what from from what what he told me and you know from us co of com having a conversation is that um when you were walking him around he said that you literally just grabbed a carrot out of the ground and just handed it to him and he ate it 
and he said it was the best tasting carrot he's ever had. Yes. He swore by it, bro. I'm not even kidding. I'm not just saying it to blow smoke right now. He literally said it was such an amazing carrot, and I was like, interesting. Yeah. I, I was I was actually blown away by that. He's like, he's like, you gotta call this Casey guy. Like, he's yeah. somebody you need to meet. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll call him. No yeah, worries. Daniel's legit, man. I mean, he's got vegetables tattooed on his neck. <laughs> so, Does he? Yeah. I haven't seen that. <laughs> it's like right here. <laughs> Oh gosh, yeah, he I love knows that. his stuff. He's an amazing chef too. So like, I'll like eat stuff raw. Like just if I walk by the celery, I'll pull the celery. If I'm going by the carrots, I'll pull one out and just eat it. Like clean off my shirt and eat it. And then when I gave them to um, Daniel and Ben at Highland, and they prepared like it was like a carrot cut in half with sauces. I was like, dude, how did you do that? <laughs> That's insane. And so then I was like, man, you know, if people could experience it that way maybe it would be different like the, the natural flavors yeah that the i guess the way it's supposed to taste instead of being like a woody block with little to no flavor yeah so so this so the farm is only a couple of years old like yeah you, it's two and a half years old okay so um, what, what what have you learned in the last two two and a half years about anything i mean i don't know like you know like tell the audience about farming talk i mean talk about supply and demand to restaurants talk about maybe i don't know is there anything that you learned even like i mean i know you guys have it as a business like how yeah. i mean did you learn anything um, about that i would probably say the biggest thing that i learned is that communication matters explain what do you mean like talking to your customers and developing a relationship mm. obviously having a good product but the thing beyond that is having it be more than just vegetables they buy at the market yeah. you know like I think that matters a lot and we want it to be something more than just vegetables at the market so we have other plans for the future I'm not gonna say one because we want to, you're good yeah you're good. but um we have other plans for the future that will bring customers even more involved and uh yeah they can learn how to grow their own food too like we have customers that come here on Fridays and during the growing season they're always like hey my tomato this or I tried to grow carrots but this happened and I'm like oh there's too much probably too much nitrogen in the soil or the soil's too wet or whatever you know yeah all those different things so it's you just want it to be more than a vegetable farm that's awesome yeah now now one thing on, on, on our conversation we had friday i think mm -hmm. um one thing that you talked a lot about that i haven't heard a lot of people talk about is like soil soil yeah content or soil nutrition like talk about that i mean i, I don't yeah, i don't so, think the majority of people know anything about that yeah so the soil is obviously the most important thing for us we grow in the soil there's a lot of like vertical farms and all this stuff happening that's extremely expensive to start and what is vertical farms so the hydroponics essentially so oh, basically gotcha. you take a building so now you put it in a building so now you need light so then you need lighting and then you have to hold the water so it's soilless growing where the plants grow in the water uh I mean, it's just crazy to me. When you start, st like, I don't see how that's sustainable. It's being, like, said it's sustainable. Like, we use plastic and stuff, but we're not lighting. We're not having to buy in all of our inputs for the soil because we can cover crop and put nutrients back in the soil. Uh, when we build soil, part of the reason we grow this way uh, without a tractor is it's human scale. So a lot of the things we do, like the thick coverage on the, that's keeping the soil cooler it's not evaporating as much um it's good for the worms but the bigger picture is that it 
it's a way to grow annuals, but then really try and trap carbon and uh, sequester carbon in the soil. So when you till the soil all the time, you release a bunch of CO2. Okay. And um, we don't till. That's another thing. So, it's, dude, it's, it's deep, man. <laughs> it's deep. But then you, so you look at like the vertical farms, it's like, there's, well, you could grow all this in, in, a, in a building. And then it's like, yeah, but there's 70 million acres of unused land in the United States. 70 million? 70 million acres. This, everything we do is one and a half acres and it grows a ridiculous amount. And so the, 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 and then the other benefit of it is it puts the value of the land into the management and the people managing it. Yeah. Instead of, well, I got this really cool uh, tractor or this really cool harvester or this really cool thing, like taking people out of the equation when it can still work and make money with people. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, this style is called market gardening. Market and so gardening. there's a couple in Canada that he wrote a book called the market gardener okay and it was like good book yeah it's awesome um if anybody wants to learn more about it i would suggest reading that but it goes into all the details uh all your spacing all that stuff how they do this how they do that and they <laughs> my friend gave me this book a long time ago and okay. was like bro you gotta read this like you're gonna love it and i was like man that, he don't make that much money on that much land there's no way and I started reading it, and I saw this picture of uh, five rows of carrots with the, um, the foliage covering the soil completely. And I was like, dude, that makes so much sense. I like, okay, I get it now. Like, I can see how it can work. Yeah. But, yeah, it's um, it's pretty involved, but it's it's not crazy. That's awesome. Okay, let's let's talk about um, the 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 business side is this i mean is this something that people could do full-time i mean you you, uh, you yeah. guys do this full-time yeah we do full-time um it is it just you have With, to you have to find your customers though so it takes time yeah i mean you have to you have to be i mean which you know as you guys know you know if you guys have followed us by any i mean any stretch i mean we're i mean we talk about casey entrepreneurship and working hard and delayed gratification a lot a lot of the stuff that yeah a lot of people talk about but um one thing is like you have to be proactive like customers mm -hmm. are not gonna just show up just cause. i mean like maybe they will occasionally but you know like you know even finding you know daniel and you know mm -hmm. um you saw a post that somebody tagged him you went to his page you you know send him a i mean however it, yeah. you were proactive about it you can't you just be, wait. I mean, yeah. talk to maybe the the budding entrepreneur out there. I mean, you have a business. Uh, I mean, yeah. we talked a little off camera, but I mean, you have a legitimate company. You guys do a great business from an acre and a half, just you and Tori. And so talk about that for a second, man. You know, if, yeah. if there's somebody that wants to have a landscape business or a dry cleaners or, you know, doesn't matter. You know, yeah. what, what, what are your thoughts to that person? How to start, how to grow a company from scratch? Yeah. Okay, the work ethic is definitely the most important thing. It's the only thing you can actually control. And so a lot of people will be like, well, you make money on your land, but it's a lot of work. Like, when's the last time people went up to like a muscle builder guy was like, that's a lot of work. Like, I can still scratch my bag. That's a lot of work. That's stupid. Like, <laughs> like that's what the dude wants to do. Yeah. Or, or lady, like, that's fine. Yeah. You know? Like, if it's too much work for you, then don't do it. <laughs> but if you really want to do it, uh, you just put the work in. And 
constantly stay learning. Like the, one of the things that's different with farming than other things is like we can have every detail figured out here and then it it's 15 degrees at night and like we have to change everything. We have the weather to deal with. That know? is true. Like we're not just selling stuff, we're growing it. We start everything from seed and like so many things can go wrong. So like this... Uh, is that frustrating? Uh, not really, just because I've been working outside for so long. I get it. And the other thing is, if something does go wrong like that, um, I mean, I have a phone in my pocket with the weather. Like, I can see when it's going to be cold. Yeah. And so if anything is affected or whatever, it's really my fault. Like, we have the internet. We have so many tools available to us. You know, the, there's no excuses. Like, I've, you just have to do it. Casey, I've said this. <laughs> if I've said it once... Austin's heard me say it 50 times. There, there's no lack of answers out there in the world. There's just lack of desire to find those answers. That's true. Bro, we, we have so much information at our fingertips. Like you just said, like, we have the You know what? 50 years ago, man, that wasn't even possible. You couldn't check an app to see what yeah. tomorrow or next week's. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you're 100% right. I mean, it's, yeah, like people uh, with the YouTube thing, I get a lot of emails and DMs and people asking questions and stuff. And I'm like, you can Google that. Like, do you want me to Google that for you? <laughs> In my mind, I don't actually say it, yeah. but it's like, it's just people, I don't know if that's the way the information age is going now that people like want, maybe it, it brings a connection thing or something. They like want somebody to help them out or like, you have the answer that I need to make it work when the reality is the answer is in you. You just have to do it and yeah. figure it out. If like tons of people do the same thing a different way because they're different people and that's fine, you know, and it works for different places. hundred percent. You know, I didn't grow up like in the Pacific Northwest. It's like a perfect vegetable climate and there's tons of interest in it around Seattle. They're, they do stuff way different and that's okay. You know? Yeah. Oh, hundred like, percent. It's just like, the more diverse it is, this the better overall. And especially with things you learn. Like when we started farming, man, I didn't listen to any more farming podcasts. It was all business and marketing podcasts. Because I was like the easy part is growing stuff. And I was like, Oh man, I have to like sell stuff and like do like marketing and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not like like video's gonna be the new picture and I know that. <laughs> And I'm like, what am I going to do to yeah. figure it out? So farming podcast. And then I started the YouTube just because it was really uncomfortable. And like getting you used did to it because it was uncomfortable. Yeah. And I knew it would help people that. if I shared everything and it also would hold me accountable. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this might suck for a little bit, but now it's kind of cool. And like, there's like an audience that cares and they're pretty positives and they're learning stuff. And people will comment like, Hey, my carrots grew better. Like I did this. And I'm like, okay, that's awesome. I mean, first off, there was like so much what you just said right now. I mean, like, let me unpack the, yeah, let me unpack the, the, the uncomfortable piece. You know, there's, you know, Casey, there's like something in our minds that when we face something that's uncomfortable, it's like your mind has a default mode of telling you to stop doing it. Like go back to like yeah. default is like go to comfortable. Stop, stop. You know what? Like whether it's working out, whether it's. You know, trying to eat healthy, you know, we, we, we need to get a little more comfortable. And it's like, you have to get comfortable staying uncomfortable, mm -hmm. you know, if that it, makes sense. No, definitely. I think it's called the 10,000-year-old brain. 
and it's the, the old survival techniques are still in our brain meanwhile society's completely changed and we haven't we haven't adapted to it really so like now with uh like social media like 2020 was <laughs> pretty crazy but like uh the way that people's attention was just like like everybody was like and then like you'd meet someone and they'd be like well, who are you what kind of person are you like it was like there's like a tribal thing almost and i was like dude this is this is crazy i'm like it's an algorithm that like gives you more of what you look at <laughs> you know it is so it's like like you don't want to be like an algorithm victim it's a it's a weird thing and as technology i think as technology becomes more and more in our lives yep it's you have to adapt it to it or you're gonna be like i don't know a customer yeah front four or whatever. i mean yeah i mean like ju just so you guys know like the internet and social media is not going anywhere yeah just, so like you technology is never going away. It's it's you know, I know sometimes some people don't like it, and maybe it, it makes them uncomfortable, you know. But it's gonna be here, mm -hmm. so you might as well use it lean or into it. get good. Lean into it, yeah. you know. I think the other thing that you said that I would love to unpack is, you know, you talked about, um, you know, once you understood a little bit about farming, then you stopped listening to farming podcasts and you started watching business videos. Okay. That is like the same, like that's the thought process of saying, hey, I make a good pie. Let me just focus on that and have a business surrounding that, but never focus on the business part and only making a pie. If you make a good pie and you're not good at business, you're, you're going to go have a job again. Yeah. Like you're not, you, you got to get good at the business. You got, I mean, I'm not saying be like, you know, whoever, Mark Cuban or like, you know, be some super duper amazing business guy, but you got to understand business. You have to like adapt you have to be flexible you know what i mean keep making the good pie keep farming keep doing what you're doing get better at it like keep getting good at that skill set but you've got to or have a business partner that's good at it something you have to mm -hmm. you have to have a well-rounded or else it's not gonna you know just a, a good product it's not gonna move a company right yep. like you know so any, just, any, any thoughts on that i was just reading something again this morning it was uh so we started really considering getting into farming there's this book i read called the new organic grower by elliot coleman and um first paragraph it was like uh farming is not an industrial process like it's not it, it is mechanized but like he's like he's strictly referring to this style it's like it's it's all biological like it's alive it's human it's 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 changes and so you're saying um it's a lot like so like farming is a lot like being the music orchestrator whereas if you make the pie you're just like the musician that's being orchestrated that's good and so when you when you have to take all these things into consideration and then actually create something out of it that's like that's that mindset is you can learn about it forever and try and practice it and get better and you can still get better at like harvesting faster at the same time sure sure but. i mean yeah we're we're not saying don't get good at your skill set but if you actually want to make this now if it's a hobby that's fine okay cool like we're not saying that but if you'd like to you know i mean this is a semi-business yeah. podcast and you know we're all about the food industry but um <clears throat> you do got to get good at the business piece or else you won't be in business long enough to even see the fruits of your labor or anything mm -hmm. or enjoy the 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 results and the harvest of having, you know, all the, you know, I mean, they, 
you know, the, the fun part is the harvest, but there's so much work that goes in the front end that you got to study and get good at. So, yeah, um, there, there's another thing too, from Simon Sinek. Do you, you like Simon Sinek? I do. Okay. One of the things that really changed my mindset too on like, well, that's a lot of work. Like, of, of course it is. Like, but I, well, I, I haven't had a TV in 14 years. Like, I love that. But you said there is no finish line. There's no finish line. Nobody wins at business. There's no finish line and nobody wins in marriage. The game ends and someone wins in football. Farming, business, all these things, there's no finish line. So like, I think maybe it's from the educational system or something like you think they're supposed to be like a gradual step. Well, I did all the right things. So this should have happened. You have to look at everything and, and see it and then blame yourself and be like, well, what did I do wrong? Mm. Everything out here is like, what did I do wrong? Like a lot of these got killed by caterpillars out here because I wasn't out here checking them, you know. So I can't get mad at the caterpillar. <laughs> which, which I mean, there's a there's a uh, there's a lesson in that taking responsibility, right? I mean, you can sit here and blame the caterpillar, but like, and yeah, and what what, what <laughs> what's that gonna do? Yeah. You still don't have the you still don't have the crop. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't you know. So what can you do, you know, I mean, there's, there's two things that we can control, your actions and your attitude, okay? Well, you know what? You didn't do the proper actions to look, okay, caterpillar, okay. It is what it is, you know? Yeah, one of the things, too, is like um, in the small farming community, there's a lot of talk about uh, kind of like production per bed kind of thing. Okay. When everybody has their own style, it's okay. But people will be like, well, I got, I can get three more bunches of radishes out of this bed if I switch this, this, the cedar setting like this one little thing and like, it's cool but for me I'm like yeah but if I've ever taken radishes home from the market there's what good is it you know what I mean <laughs> if you don't sell them all yeah and then, it, then it's like I don't know I don't know once I started to learn about the business stuff I was like oh man because I spent my entire half my life as like the, on the technician side sure like putting in like running equipment like how do you run the equipment get the job done efficiently planting the trees correctly uh pruning the trees correctly all these things and um yeah uh, so i was like oh i don't know anything about this <laughs> i better start learning yeah i, I mean and, and it's needed it's needed it's not like you can ignore that you know and only focus on the technician part so um i like that tell dude t talk about this casey how did last year affect your business? How did 2020? Um, I mean, you know, our industry got impacted big time. Yeah, restaurants you know, hard. Supply, you know, um, you know, restaurants being closed down, dining, you know, only takeout, 50%. I mean, here in North Carolina, I mean, it, it yeah. really, I mean, I've had just, you know, I've had 23 customers of mine close last year. And these are like friends of mine. You yeah, know, like no. at some point, Casey, you know, you mentioned relationship. At some point, these people, it goes less from hey here's nick the salesman to like hey here's nick my friend but he also sells me paper products mm -hmm. right yeah um and man like to see like restaurants that have been open 60 years but they just saw they did they just so happy the friends of mine that just so happened to be in a downtown area and nobody was Nobody's going there, to yeah. their no one was going to their jobs and they were i mean it just yeah, it broke me, dude. I mean, literally every week it was like I was getting a phone call or a text or, you know, they were telling me, hey, this is the last delivery that we're having. And I'm like, like the first year was almost all restaurants. And then we were planning to go really heavy into restaurants. And then um, 
so we were only in that was like our second year and so we've always had four sales outlets because we like feared a recession where like you had, we had what four sales outlets that we four, went through okay. yeah okay so there was there's restaurants um an aggregator fresh list in charlotte and then um two markets and actually from here so yeah anyways um we had all these different sales outlets try to spread it out okay and um, which is smart we, we feared like the recession so i'm like man i don't want to say our stuff's a luxury in reality it's maybe a little more expensive than the store but i th i can see if anything happens in the economy people would stop buying it so i'm okay. like okay we need to brace for that so you thought about that even before yeah well we we graduated in the recession that is so right like, and landscape right. landscaping is a luxury like thankfully what saved uh landscaping for us back in the day was people didn't go on vacations and they spent their money at home mm. and so that's a big lesson i was like man i'm going to college bro like like working every day of the week trying to pay for this and like there's not even gonna be an industry when i graduate <laughs> like yeah and i like working at school and asked my boss he's like man i don't know this is really bad i'm like oh <laughs> and uh anyway so when when everything shut down we uh we just sold more retail basically to make it simple and uh did you see a lot of restaurants or chefs restaurants, or relationships that you had like were you talking to these guys and saying hey what are you seeing what's yeah, happening How, so you know? well daniel was one of them and daniel ben and joey started the underground table which was like they found food and had food donated and then they prepared these meals and um, for, it was for free or for $15, but it was a lot of food. I think it was like a dinner for four, I think. Oh, wow. And so they, pre they prepped all these meals when they were not working yeah. and got the, the nonprofit going. But uh, that was a big thing. And then like all the other chefs, I'm like, if we can help somehow, like if I have extra stuff from the market, like you want it. You know, I can't awesome. I really know if you can like market local during this time. Maybe we'll bring people in, or you'd be able to deliver or something. I don't know. Yes, yeah. but yeah, and then well, then the meat, the meat guys, the uh, the processors couldn't process their animals, so so it was one of the resilient things, I guess, of vegetables and yeah. it being human scale. Like we didn't have. 17 acres of squash that was now not going anywhere yeah you know like that was actually happening to like uh, like other farmers throughout mm -hmm. the country where they just had an abundance i mean like, you know because when you go from supply here demand here to supply here and demand drops yeah like what yeah, are you gonna do is, like yeah and one of the things too that was that I, true like you know like people just it was having an over they, happened yeah they would just like s dump food or yeah, dump you and, know um, a lot of pigs got but they also sold a lot of pigs to anybody who wanted to buy them to be able to raise them for a little bit and then process them so yeah it was crazy man i mean yeah it was crazy but one of the things that i guess kind of helped smaller farms is people i think they started cooking at home more mm. and so uh they were buying different ingredients did and, you see an uptick in your business or at least your local uh awareness of what you're doing yeah. last year? Like did more people find yeah. out more about what you were doing? Yeah, there was people that showed up here on Fridays to buy things that I had never seen before. Okay. And for like those two months, they would come here on Fridays and then like slowly they started not coming, you know? Yeah. Well, that was like the big scare and then it kind of 
March, turned April, in, May. Yeah, it turned you know. into its whatever it kind of is now. And yeah. So it, I guess, balanced in the craziness. But yeah, man, it's so, it's so rough for restaurants. Like, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it was, uh, you know, like, like, you know, thankfully my, my, my parents' restaurants, you know, we did pretty well. Obviously laid off a bunch of people, you know, because, you know, we have bigger restaurants, but, you know, and it was a lot, lot of us, you know, me and my brothers in the kitchens working last mm -hmm. summer just to help out. But, um, yeah, man, what are you looking forward to in the future, man? We'll, we'll kind of kind of slow down and kind of wrap things up. What, you know, um, what's 2021, 2022? I mean, what? Uh, yeah, well, our friend just bought 30 acres across the street. Okay. So that's for pastured poultry, ducks, turkeys. Um, we'll probably start another egg layer flock over there. Okay. And we can expand vegetables over there. Um, and there's a building, so we're going to be working on the building probably a lot later this year. Okay. To turn it into whatever as we grow our businesses whatever it turns into and needs sure. to be so that's cool that's exciting yep um i'm looking forward to doing farm dinners again <laughs> like okay. with, with daniel um setting up here over there setting up tables and bringing people out getting them connected and oh is that is that what you were telling me about it's part of you it know, yeah. get, getting together yeah you know, every, I, every couple months yeah is that, is that what oh you no, no no that was um that's so uh, through 2020, because we kept in contact with all these people, we would have a fire out here, you know, outside. Gotcha. And, yeah. Uh, grill, and we would use vegetables from here, chickens from here, and um, like local beef and pork and stuff. And nice. Cook the chefs would cook stuff up, and we all just hang out. Love it. Food. Okay. Yeah. So. So yeah, stuff like that, and um, we have three uh, high school girls part time helping right now, and they're nice. they really want to learn and they work hard, so it's cool to. I love that. It's cool to see them like, hey, we're gonna go prep this bed over here, and they just grab the tools and like start and know what to do. It's really cool. <laughs> and so I want to like, you know, teach them how to prune cucumbers, prune tomatoes, and then peppers, and that's like skills they can take for the rest of their lives too. That's a pretty empowering thing, though, right? I mean, I don't, you know, you know, the most impressive, probably not maybe not the most, but one of the one of the most impressive things about this Casey that I like is that. Um, you're like, and it's something that I think we can all take from is that you're so independent. Like, think about that. Like you have property mm -hmm. that you do something on and then you've learned the skills to sell that product to make money and to pay you and Tori's bills and you don't have to like depend on, you know what I mean? Like, you, yeah, like how freeing, I don't know. I, I love that. It's cool, but the reality of it is like, you're always in your mind thinking like, okay, trying to think ahead like, well, if this happens, what can we do? Sure. So. Hundred percent. Yeah, but it's it's that's better than being like, man, I'm tired of working 14 hours a day, climbing trees, doing tree work, getting used and beat up, ruining my shoulders and back. Like, I want to do something different. Yeah. So, there's definitely a trade-off, but yeah, man, I th like the more you what's the, what's the saying? The more you learn, the more you earn. Yeah, I had a boss. He was like a like the first boss that I worked for um, that did designs, and he would always, he was always into learning stuff, and like uh -huh. he had bees. That's who got me into bees, and um, which is why it's called Honey Tree. Know, honey, yeah. tr honey Tree Farms because yeah. of the bees. Okay, and um, he would always be like telling me stuff. I'm like, man, that's super cool. You know, he'd be teaching me about trees or like pruning trees or all this stuff, and he's like, well, the more you know, the more you don't know. The more you know, the more you don't know. Yeah, he. That's just how he rolled. He's he was like. 
he's like an artist, so he's real. He's always late. Like, he'd always be late. Be like, Roger, come on, man. Like, you late. It's like the employees there before the Everything, <laughs> yeah. Everything. <laughs> but he had that that vision, that I unique that. vision. So it was, it made up for it, I guess. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Casey, parting thoughts, man. What are your parting thoughts? Talk, uh, talk to the audience, man. You know, tell them, you know, whatever. Honestly, what, uh, some, uh, give us some of that knowledge that you have. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just keep learning stuff and trying and get okay with failing and messing stuff up. Would you would you recommend people like garden and like, you know, start planning a couple things and start learning a little bit? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like the, there's nothing there's no downside in it, you know? Like you're only gonna learn stuff. You're like, well my garden went bad. Do you, have you listened to Jim Rohn? I have. Okay, Jim Rohn. So he he's like the, like the garden of life like the weeds are always going to be growing so you can get busy on the weeds or they can get busy on you mm. and then it's just the way it is I love that yeah I love that it's strictly you get out of it what you put in that's what's cool about it too which is like that for anything yeah right you get yeah. out of it what you put in so I love it yeah we plan yeah but like I don't I don't know what it is I mean, but like how would I know it's for this leaf right here yeah I mean, it's a carrot, 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 you know? Yeah, but I mean, like, I would have never known this was a carrot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I, I mean, I, you I, have I to, like, go through the process of learning. Austin, do you see this? 20 seconds ago, this was in the ground, and then Casey just wiped that off on his, on his uh, what's it called, a sweater, a little jacket, and we're about to eat the freshest carrot. I mentioned this in the podcast, so if you guys did not hear the story, check the podcast. But we're about to eat. Dude, look at this. It doesn't get more fresh than this. Dang. Taste it? Dang. Mm -hmm. So one of the things... Dude, this is really good. It's a real carrot, man. It's also more tender, too. Like, see the center? It doesn't have that, like, inner carrot ring that gets real witty. <clears throat> so we grew these... We planted these in um, late September, and they grew all winter under row cover, this the white cover. Uh -huh. So that gives it a little microclimate. And what happens is when you leave this on all winter, the sun comes through and heats up the soil uh, during the day. And then, then the soil releases heat overnight, and it creates a little microclimate for the carrots. And they're extremely cold hardy. And so they, they'll grow all winter. But in the root, it changes the starches to sugars so it can survive better and that's what makes it super sweet <laughs> i'm blown away right now i'm sorry i'm like this thing was so good listen if you have not subscribed to honey tree farm you are insane what are you doing go over there sub subscribe support casey and tori and addy <laughs> maybe possibly a sister or brother we're not sure right no we're not we're not revealing anything crazy we will see but um i mean like a another pet not not you guys are having anyway no no announcements here <laughs> <laughs> anyway this was amazing <laughs> this was really good i'm like i mean I, it's not like that i didn't believe you but like this was really good yeah so there's a lot more flavor in it a lot more flavor we'll see you guys yeah all right casey what is this right here it's a hawker i turn up hawker i turn up all right, so you just pulled this out of the ground a minute ago. Mm -hmm. You already ate yours. Yep. 
You said if I like the carrot, I would love this. Yep. Very unique taste. But not bad though. How would you do how would you describe this taste? Uh a sweet turnip, basically. It's very hearty too. Mm -hmm. I like it. So you use that as like a potato replacement in recipes and stuff. I mean, if you want to replace potatoes, I, I wouldn't, but some people <laughs> I do. like it. The greens are pretty good, too. The stems. Bro, you guys seeing paper trails are seeing another side of Nick K that normally, normally I'm pretty picky with my food. <laughs> this is, I'm eating straight out of the ground right now. Just eat the whole thing? Uh, I know I go to about there. So just like the stem? Yeah. I mean, it ain't a prepared meal, but for a vegetable, it's pretty good. Yeah. This is a wild. I don't this is a wild. For all you guys that know me, this is like way out of my comfort zone, but you know, it's actually good. It's actually really good. The carrot is the best, though. The, the carrot is the best. I, I swear to you guys, the carrot is the best. Come here and uh, buy a carrot, and you know, we'll have Casey pluck it out of the ground, and it'll be it'll be an experience. You know, it'll, be, it'll we're actually gonna sell you guys an experience. You know, we, we need we need like charge them how much would it cost to actually pluck it out of the ground. You know what I'm saying? Make a business out of it. It's like right? the you pick thing. There's like self checkouts. Like you That's pay right. them to do the work. It's kind of weird. I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> anyway, see you guys. <laughs>the restaurants you love, the food you crave, and the people that make it all happen. We tell their stories on the Paper Trails podcast with Albemarle Paper Supply.